talked about a, a, a series of over 15 movies with Marvel that are cohesive, fairly complicated. They blend a little bit of science fiction in with real science, you know, and they, they, they get people to understand things that otherwise they would not pay attention to. You know, you talk about the multiverse, you're talking about string theory, you're talking about quantum mechanics and quantum realm. There is you guys a, just put quantum in front of everything? Uh, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I, but I'm going to have a people, quantum hamburger later. <laughs> people start like, they, they start digesting it and understanding it more intuitively than, than I think that other, other um, IP really give the audience credit for. With Star Wars, I think they, they really... It feels more like they made it for kids and not for the people who grew up with it. And that's what I think a lot of that split is. If you were, you know, 15 years old and you saw Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, you don't get what all the the uproars <laughs> about, right? Mm-hmm. It's all of us who are like, yo, I gave you years of my life <laughs> with the first trilogy. Then I got suckered into the next trilogy, and I forgave you for the first one, and I went and saw the other two. It's like, okay, I've given you, like, I give and I 11 give. hours of my life <laughs> yeah. and a bunch of, like, money. Give me a great story to wrap everything up. You yeah. know, let my heroes go out to pasture in the right way. Uh, bring this full circle. What what is so wrong with that? Why couldn't they give me that? I feel like they, I tried they left to the, they, overthink the, things. You the know? They weren't. are not their audience. It was because you're. We're not. That's where their mistake was. We were not their audience. It's what Disney. a mistake! Disney and I think that's what this, it's this Disney thing you're talking about. I think that's about, what Mark okay. Hamill was saying before that he disagreed where it was going, and and I think he's right. That character should have been played uh, stoic. And you know what's interesting about that? How different is that really than Aragon? From Lord of the Rings. I mean, he is the do-gooder. It's Captain America. Yeah. You know, I mean, Luke Skywalker, Captain America, Aragon, these are all these guys who are doing the right thing because it's the right thing. Mm-hmm. They're highly skilled. You know, they, they sort of come through in the end, but not without loss. Yeah. You know, they're supposed to be you experiencing the loss of everything around them mm-hmm. and having, you know, growing pains and identity issues and... They just sort of robbed. I don't know which character I'm supposed to be learning from. Like, I feel like they're trying to do a sneaky, like Kylo Ren's going to end up being the the good guy, and you're supposed to have followed his arc and misunderstood youth and all that shit. But I just don't. I just think they made a. That's where it feels like a betrayal. Yeah, you know, they took a character. I might burn my Star Wars jammies if that's the end. If that happens, (laughs) there's a bonfire. Ray becomes the bad guy, (laughs) and Kylo Ren's the good guy. That is such a stupid change. That's such a (laughs) stupid. Well, that would be subverting expectations, or would it? Yeah, or would it at this point? Because we expect them to do something. Well, it's like it's got that Deus Ex Machina thing going on. Unfortunately, where no matter what happens, there has to be some god in the machine. Whatever they do, Luke comes back as a Force ghost that's all powerful. Oh, well, what a convenient, easy write-up. You know, yeah. same thing with, uh, you know, Ray becoming uh, the bad guy. Or what's-his-face coming back after Kylo kills him? Like, what if that Snoke. guy... Yeah, if there's anything having to do with clones, any of those kinds of tropes where they really jump the shark, it's going to be hard to go and watch it with But I feel like that's face. all they're left with. And I, right now, I'm just hoping that it's like the least, It is Abrams. The I mean, worst you never know. I think somebody wrote themselves into a corner. Or somehow, no. Ryan just, Johnson wrote Abrams into a corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's it's like Abrams is gonna come yeah. along and try and write this ship, like, but it's oh, just like oh, it's too far gone. Uh, yeah. So. Look, I would be very happy if they said we're just gonna make it ten. 
don't don't just freak do it. out. That'd be fine. Yeah. Let, just, like, we're going to we're going to go a little tough on this next one, but then we're going to put it with a nice like this is where it we're, and then we'll, they can go from there. I mm-hmm. think you were the first one that proposed that to me that said, "Well, what if what if they just made two? Well, yeah, like who's going to that would make more sense. What audience member right now is going to be like, no, 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 I need you to wrap it up in two hours, bro. (laughs) I ain't giving you no more. I ain't doing two. I ain't doing two more. I've had enough Jedi and lightsabers, okay? (laughs) No, they're not going to do that. No more laser swords. They're not going to do it. And it's just, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. I'm a big cinema fan. Obviously we both are, while three Mm -hmm. of us are. Yeah. But, you know. I, I really think if they had let me know early on what to expect, <laughs> that it was going to be a squirt and not a bottle of wine, <laughs> yeah. I could have enjoyed it a little bit more. I, I expected too much from, from it, and I think I felt disappointed as yeah. a result. Yeah, yeah. I just, uh, yeah, it hurt me. I bet. It hurt my heart. <laughs> well, yeah, mom and dad don't, like a, lo- a lot of like, parents, grandparents and stuff out there, they don't think about these things when they're thinking about like <laughs> gaming and stuff, right? They're like... Oh, I want the internet so I can look on things on like Google, look up a recipe here and there or something. <laughs> you know, they're not yeah. thinking like I need wide bandwidth for things like streaming movies, video games, stuff like that. They're not thinking about these things. Yeah, look. And great. so when they when they set up a plan, they're like, why? You know, you know, Xfinity's like, well, for this much money, you can get this much bandwidth. They you know, are. Well, I don't that know what generation, that is, what I the need older Nana and Pappies, are the exactly the reason why society is a little fucked today. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I know we like to oh, glorify no, them. Oh, the greatest gen. Yeah, I, I know we like to glorify them as being. But look, go and go and talk to your parent. Look at their computer. If you mm. have a parent that's over seventy, let's say sixty-five, you go look at their computer and see how they see how much crap that they just have <laughs> on their desktop alone. That's you know that's true. They are hoarders. They are fear-based. Like slightly above like a Cro Magnon level of. <laughs> being directed <laughs> they 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 truly exist in either overtly stupidly aggressively brave or just motivated by every boo in the night and i mean it, it cracks me up i every one of them i talk to is an anxious mess you know i mean i don't really meet a, very, a bunch of 80 year olds like you know what i did it right i feel good you know i'm, I'm not confident. really sweating it out i feel like i made the right decisions no, like they they sweat every detail. They it it blows my mind that that's that we're surprised. So do you think that's generational, or do you think that is just a, a symptom of age? No, I do think it's generational. I do. I do. Why? I think the evidence is there, not only in them but in us. In us, I mean, the tendencies that we may have came from somewhere. I think it's the it's difficulty grasping the concept, right? Like the the idea of the cloud. You know, explaining cloud to like an eighty year old, uh, an octogenarian. They're looking at it. They're like, "What is the cloud? It's magic!" <laughs> yeah. ah, it harkens back to the days when, like, you know, fire was magic. Fire still is magic. It is magical. Yeah, I, I think they draw. I think there is an air of suspicion about the older generations because of the way they grew up. Mm-hmm. You know, that that other people are out to get you. That that there's an ominous explanation for something before there's just a reasonable, matter-of-fact one. That just brings to mind, you like, know. the image of some old guy going, I don't need wider bandwidth. That's the commies. Well, uh, look. Well. Yes. I mean, kind it's, of. it yeah. kind of is. And, and I mean, it's silly, but I'm that's... not even as old as that, and I'm scared of the commies. <laughs> I mean, like, I grew up in the, like, Red Dawn. Like, yeah. yeah. In that movie, remember that? Well, Charlie, look, Charlie doesn't believe that's going to happen. <laughs> but, look, that, to be fair... 
Okay, so when you were a kid, did they show you the video of They still the taught me to get testing? under my desk. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay, so you remember that. Did you have to yeah. get under your desk? I never had to get under my desk. Yeah, I you were in the white But I was, in, I was in Hawaii. We were that comes from the confidence yes. of not ever <laughs> worrying about being nuked. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody in Russia is going to worry about Arizona, right? It's true. It's true. No, but they, you had to get yeah. under your desk too. Right. You know why they did that? Because they had no to protect better, you from the no nukes. better fucking explanation. Seating charts. It's so they knew who, who was gone. They knew who the remains were. That is really? pretty grim. That's what it is. They would have you get under your desk because it once your charred ass was left there, <laughs> they could be this was Mitch. This charred ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was Mitch, right? Uh, I mean, that's that's. I mean, I'm, I'm it's telling you, it's kind of too bad you didn't know that as a kid. You could no, get under someone else's desk. Think like about how them. sick that is. There's no rational reason for you to get under your desk other than to identify you. It's not protecting you from shit. No, of course it's not. You and they knew that. Yes, they knew that. It was yeah. for the seating chart. I'm telling you. So why am I more likely to be identified under my desk than just sitting at my desk? Uh, that's what the question I was just going to ask. I'm just – because it gave you a sense of being it's calm. Not your source. It gave you It gave <laughs> you a sense of being calm, man. You get out of your desk, you feel like as a kid – Everything's okay. It made, yeah. you, it made you think you just got away from Look, the Look, tell me, tell me you didn't make a pillow fort and feel like it was impenetrable. Oh, of course. I well, mean, the, okay, you know what? Pillow forts are impenetrable. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. My brother proved that wrong. Pillow forts are pen- penetrable. <laughs> <laughs> he fell off a pillow fort and like jammed it, uh, the corner of a dresser through his skull. It was oh, awesome. Well, did he take the pillow with him? Uh, no, but I think it went to the Well, that was his big yeah, mistake. But <laughs> that, when you were a kid, that was the stuff, I mean, it made you afraid. Seeing those videos, hearing that alarm, that siren is in your head as something bad. I've heard it at times in my life when I was like, most of the time I'm in a small town and they're just doing a test or maybe yeah. it's a tornado siren. But I'll hear that siren and the first thought in my head is, I knew it. <laughs> here, here, here come those damn reds. <laughs> You know, I knew it. Looking for Patrick Swayze swirling around in an old Bronco somewhere, oh, you know. Well, I, we'll see, like, we'll be out at a bar one night or something. The siren will go off. Charlie will be ducking underneath the table somewhere. Look, I, I won't I, be able to identify him that way. No, we won't. No, no. They don't have a seating chart for the bar. No. Yeah. No, I just think that there's something to that. You know, the, the fear is, a, is obviously a powerful motivator. I mean, that's older than anything. Um, I just... Seeing the generational difference, I do think that, but like millennials are are just, there's a lot of bad things <clears throat> to say about younger people for sure, but they're they're brave. <laughs> Look, they're brave in a sense where they're 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 not so quick to be fearful as they are to be suspicious that it's bullshit. Like that's what's changed. Their bullshit meter is tuned to high tense. Yeah, and to, and to like the point where it's hard to show them that something's like a legitimate yeah. thing. They'll think bullshit. That is not the older generation. I think would more like it seems like it's a weird thing to explain. They just bought it. I think they bought a lot of it, or they were yeah. very team tribe, much more tribal into Ooh, it. I don't like, know about I that. do I think they know. were These more guys tribal. Are pretty tribal. These millennials, you know, they're very. I agree, like, but. Uh, that's uh, interesting. That's something to talk they about. They were loyal as fuck for no reason. They still are. You know, they picked a they picked a horse and they stuck to it. They picked yeah. a person like and they and that's that's that you know, they're always finding an excuse for the you know, the, oh, well, maybe there might be something we don't know. <laughs> and it, you know, they're very um, like Bigfoot. 
That's not what I was referencing, but sure. The fear thing, though, and the creating of, like, an enemy and those things, that ties into some of the conversations Mike and I had during October, talking about monsters and having repercussions and Mm -hmm. and some type of uh, moral, uh, I don't know. Dilemma. Yeah, well, like, well there's no, an accountability like a... that, that that monsters have always given us, and that the fear is a tactic, and fear goes way back. Those things are all pretty. Well, you had you universal. had referenced fear as a way to like teach a lesson. Yeah, you teach uh, lessons. One of, with the, fear. one of the things we talked about once was like you know like oh don't go over there because you know so and so is going to get you, and that would keep keep you away from that area of, you know which could potentially lead to death because there's something over there that could harm you, but not necessarily a monster type thing. Well, in, um, in the new Robin Hood movie, which wasn't terrible, it wasn't. I, I can't believe you. I can't believe you. Why? Because I did saw, you see I, it? No, I did not. But I just can't it imagine it's any good. No, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, it looks so god awful. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in there where you might roll your eyes for sure, but. I will say that there's a lot of like allegory qualities to the way they play the Sheriff of Nottingham. And I went to see it with my mom and my stepdad, right? And during the movie, because they're avid, you know, they're avid Trump supporters, no matter what. They're just diehard, right? Wait, did this I movie have a commentary on Trump? Look, there was the, clearly this, they they portrayed the sheriff of Nottingham as being this very Trump like character, you know, because because <laughs> when he's giving his speech to his people, he's did he basically wanna, did he making build a wall. Look, I'm telling you, it's right there in front of you. He's talking about people, you know, gonna gonna come here because they hate us for our freedoms, and they're gonna come here and take oh, over your homes if we don't beat them over there, and. And I mean, I would look at my mom and go, "All he's missing is a make Nottingham great again hat, right, mom?" <laughs> and she was just getting like irritated with me because I kept making those little. Well, yeah, jabs, she was trying to watch but, the movie, yeah. but that was a lot of how they played that movie, and it was it was kind of hard to ignore. Yeah. And then clearly trying to stoke. It is interesting to see Robin Hood in that context, even outside of the fact the movie was mediocre. But seeing it really, from the, did you see that slow mo? All the slow-mo in that must have made it excellent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I believe, I believe they call that bullet time. It was okay. like watching Max Payne, oh, but in Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah, it was just all bullet time for sure. Yeah. Oh, Although God. I did see a making of where they did – he actually, the actor, actually had to learn some trick-style archery where they were doing live tests where they were throwing up like plates – in the air and three and four at a time, and he was able to nail these. That sounds like fake news. It was pretty looking real to me. Propaganda. Might have been CGI. <laughs> <laughs> to make him seem more badass. Yeah, I didn't need to see, um, uh, you know, they, you know, what was Morgan Morgan Freeman's character in the old Costner? You know? uh, well, that's what I was going to say. That's basically like, who Jamie like Foxx kind of played. That one was awful too, though. Yeah. Well, that's because Costner made yeah. zero attempts. No. no I'm no. British. <laughs> My name is Robin of Loxley. Like Robin of Loxley. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. You know what though? I don't. I don't imagine that guy could pull off an accent. Do you know so, why that movie was good? Which one? Uh, which the, the latest one? Yeah, no, 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 no. Costner's. Yeah, you're Robin gonna be Hood. because Freeman. of Hans Gruber. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I knew yes. you were gonna say because Adam of Hans Gruber. Carved out with a. Sp- Spoon. Yeah, his 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 Cheers. elocution. I mean, the way that he would bring out a line and just stagger the timing of a syllable. I, it's just there's nobody who does it like that. There's just no like the. Mm-hmm. the 
You're thinking of that. You're thinking of Die Hard, right? When he's like, I'm thinking of you know. Like to everything. be fair, mm-hmm. I I I really think the if you haven't given the time to watch the Harry Potter series, you're missing a masterclass of acting by Alan Rickman. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people who haven't watched it, and he was incredible. Mm-hmm. He was incredible as Snape, and I mean, he just he he brought a lot of that uh, same things you loved about Hans Gruber. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it I do tale. love I do love Hans Gruber. Yeah, yeah. That's that's hard for me because he was fantastic in that series. And when they first announced that those films were going to happen, like he was the first one to pop to my mind yeah. for that role. I was like, oh, got to be that. And they did. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. What a perfect. And he was, oh, you know, he was stellar. the only one that she told everything to yeah. originally, and then he carried that knowledge yes. throughout the series, and that's nobody rough. knew. Wow! And impressive. Yeah. Wait, what was that? And the have you seen the, the series subtleties. at all? Have you watched the? Yeah, the, I watched the Harry Potter's. Do you? Yeah. So Snape's character was one of the first brought in, and J.K. Rowling went through the entire story arc with him before they really even got into the meat of filming those stories. Mm-hmm. So he knew. He knew about like his connection to Lily and and Harry and. You know, he for him to play that and nobody else knowing that throughout the series is. And I don't you mean, know. You exactly. mean he kept a secret? He kept a secret, but he was but also he able mo- to used inject, it to motivate the and, character. Yeah, if yeah. you go back and watch those early, earlier films, you can see it in his performance. Yeah, it's there and really? it's impressive. It's yeah, it's impressive. Hmm. Yeah, and I mean, they were, she hadn't even it. finished the books when filming began. I think when we were only at book four or five when the first movie came out. I don't remember, but yeah. Really, really good. I'd have to he, go back and check it out. The best Tormented character. Soul character, I think, ever. Maybe ever. I've, Maybe done, ever. I've done a poor job of like making my indoctrinating my kids with Harry Potter. Indoctrinating. I don't know. That's Look, great storytelling. <laughs> Just great storytelling. I mean, you really can't say it any different way. It was well-performed, well-acted, great storytelling. and No, they did a great job, and they did a really good job of sticking close to the storyline. I think which that I thought the, was great. that those films and those books uh, transcend her ability, though. She's not as great as everyone thinks. No, and in subsequent um, years, I think she's really undermined her own work. Well, I mean, she's she's now writing as Robert that. Galbraith, and she's writing Whatever. mystery mystery novels and stuff. Really? And uh, yeah, and I read the first book, Cuckoo's Calling, and I don't read mysteries. Okay, but I tried that one out, and before the end of the book, I knew who had done it. And yeah. I, I don't read. I'm not the guy who's going to solve the mystery. Quite honestly, <laughs> I don't know whether to take I this as J.K. Rowling mystery. sucks at writing, or just another Mike is more smart than other more smart people. More well, smart. I am. I am more smart than some people. But uh, I, you know, when it comes to that, when it comes to solving mysteries and stuff, I don't consider myself. How many mysteries smart. have you solved, Mike? <laughs> exactly one. I solved. I've, I figured out who killed the the main character in Cuckoo's Calling, and I finished the book and found out I was right. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't like I said it's it wasn't the best writing. This coming from the guy that thought Obi-Wan just straight up disappeared. Oh, he did. Straight <laughs> up. Didn't get man. killed. Straight up. Did not just... get killed. Of all the times to wield that power, he's like, I'm out. Pew. Gone. Yeah. yeah. Serving a greater purpose, okay, man. Okay, where did he go and why Serving is he dead purpose. the next time you see him? 
He gave up the ghost, dude. He's a forest ghost okay, now. Explain to me what this means and where where's the origin of gave up the ghost? Is that a Mormon thing? Gave no. up the ghost just gave means to die. Just means yeah, to die. It means your body gave up its ghost. Like you're right. dead. Your spirit leaves your body. Right. But that's not what he did because there was no body. Well, mm. in this instance, he gave it all up. Like he joined, he became one with the forest, dude. Oh, he gave it up, all right. Yeah. And what? Interesting. He gave up the ghost. I don't know. I don't know. I think he got murked, man. No. <sighs> no. Not even. I mean, you know, like we already said, Darth Maul, there was a body. There is no body. Well, half a body. Half a body. Yeah, but there's no, there's no evidence that the Sith are aware of this ability. Not according to Charlie. What I guess well, there's, a, there's a Sith ghost in some of the cartoons. Cartoons don't count. No, I, yeah. know about, no, I know that a lot of people get pissed at me, including some very dear, very close friends of mine. Don't get mad at that. But I mean, in in film no, are, canon, wait, wait, are no, there are there Sith ghosts in, in one cartoons? of those cartoony movies? Oh, really? cartoony shows. Yeah, I think oh, I that know, I think that they're they're one of those CG older, things. I honestly didn't know ghosts. that. What? I think those ghosts are old ghosts. Like they're from the old Sith ghosts, like that uh, show up Darth Revan, or whatever. You know, from I think uh, that's why they introduced him. Back. Oh, really? As a if I remember correctly, yeah, he's a Force ghost. Like he's a old master hmm. Hmm. but what if there is like what if that's kind of interesting because you were talking about uh, uh last jedi some people when that movie came out their theory was that that was snoke's goal to become all powerful by becoming a dark force ghost mm, but what but with, with, with yeah what, i don't what, know what's where their you, evidence? Keep, you keep reading all these things that? and seeing all these things about force ghosts and ghost worlds or whatever and I mean, that was a terrible Brad Pitt movie. What? Talking about Ghost cool World? World? Oh, Cool World. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're thinking, are you Patrick Swayze movie? Ghost? No. no I think he I confused those two movies. <laughs> <laughs> I think in Ghost World, in Ghost World <laughs> Patrick Swayze gets murked. <laughs> and then and Brad Demi Pitt Moore, shows up Demi in an Moore animated car with... with a sexy animated girlfriend and mm-hmm. sweeps Demi Moore off her feet. There you go. There <laughs> while you go. making pottery. While making pottery. There you go. Yeah. With Maybe Jessica he Robert. makes the car out of pottery. I don't know. Oh. Hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. I like yeah, that. That's the way to do I like it. that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, look, it, 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 it stands to reason, right, that they could take the story that way instead of it being me looking too much into it. No, they could take the story that way. I, I, I admit they could. What would, be a new, what would be the only new thing they could take that story to would have to be taking you into the Force realm, you know? As silly as it sounds, you know, if there's some... Uh, but how, how is that different from the, the Soul Stone? Or or when when uh, Black Panther goes into his soul world and sees all of his dead ancestors, you know, I mean, what? How is that going to be not a similar parallel? You know that, you know, because he was tripping, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was trick, tripping, bro. Uh, interesting. I don't know. I don't think they can pull that off. I would love to see it. I'd like to see what's going on in there. But right now, where can the story go? Nowhere but to leave us hanging. Because yeah, they, they clearly aren't going to be able to build up this new rebellion. They're clearly the spark that's going to ignite the flames. It's going to burn <sighs> the First Order to the ground. Okay, so basically they've set us up for episode four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're starting the rebellion all over again. So clearly it's not the end of the trilogy. And so they're just setting up more movies. Like this, that was just, <sighs> That's just rude. So you know the one video I did see that kind of – you want to see your comment on this. 
the the idea from this old school Star Wars fan is that Laura Dern warping through the capital ship in Last Jedi mm-hmm. broke Star Wars. And broke the reason Star he said yes, because the reason he says this is if other people are aware of this, then why wouldn't they have done that with the first Death Star? Just light speed straight through. Just like <laughs> seriously, just, and why wouldn't you just set that up almost automatically? Just a bunch of drone ships, just, just flying light through speed things. them right through. That sounds really racist. You say because that one dude in like Return of the Jedi looked like he might have been Asian. I said drone. Oh, my bad. What did you think <laughs> I said? That as it's a series full know. of plot holes, and now you've just painted another one. Like yeah. for me, I, I can't believe that I didn't think about that one before. But that's what. But that's yeah, that's the, a really good point. That's though. the theory yeah, is that that, that, that one is, action has totally unseated everything. It logical breaks Star, yeah. Star Wars. It is. It does. Because if you can just simply, you know, it takes away the daunting nature of any enemy, mm-hmm. no matter if how you big. Can light speed through something. And if you can just light bits. speed right through them, why would why go through the galley run and trying to sink those? You know, why go through any of that? Right. Trying to hit something with a torpedo. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it was also kind of disrailed or uh, derailed, rather. I'm sorry. Um, aren't lightsabers supposed to be a little more powerful than to be blocked by batons? Hey, those batons were using electricity. They had those nine volts. They had like triple A. What you need to they charge up USB? Those batons were made by Elon Musk, and they're very effective. Okay, they're not normal batons. They weren't flamethrowers. I love that guy for that reason, though. He made his own flamethrowers. Incredible. Well, I love the reason why he did it, though. Like I said, was just because he said he did it because he loved the movie Spaceballs. And that whole yeah. part where Yogurt was talking about, like, all the merchandise. He's like, Spaceball is the flamethrower. The kids love this. <laughs> he's, a, he's a funny guy. Mm-hmm. He should write Star Wars. <laughs> you hear that? We're putting it out there. Um, it's a good right way. From it's the good word. Elon Musk, new director. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we are here by electing him to do our uh, next Star Wars movie. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you guys for for sitting down. Mitch, thanks for entertaining and the fun. idea of us just BSing and having. It was a good fun. Time it was a really good time. I, I didn't really have much to say tonight because I was just enjoying your company again. Yeah, I was just. So, I mean, it was just waxing really intellectual about movies and stuff. I do think we are onto something about the audience being smarter. I like the. I think that's where they get our allegiance is that mm-hmm. they treat us with a little bit of. They ask something of us, mm-hmm. and I think we're we're happy to deliver by keeping and buying the tickets. Yeah. I think the movies and, and series, for that matter, that don't do that are the ones that don't – they don't stick around long. That's my final word on it. How about you, Mike? Um, I was just going to say, uh, you know, as far as the movies go and everything, I'm just looking forward to the next uh, next run of movies. And I'm kind of really, really curious to see where things will go from here. Which one? Which one? The the Marvel movies. Specifically. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, which one are you looking forward to the, the most? Well, obviously, I'm looking forward to Avengers Endgame. Uh, More than the new Star Wars? Uh, yeah. As what much character as, do you As much feel as I love Star Wars, and I do love Star Wars. I love I, Star Wars. I, I have been hurt recently. All right. Well, cool. Well, thank you very much for joining us. This has uh, been uh, Mitch Proctor in the Red Room with Mike. And Triple C Langley. Triple C. <laughs> <laughs> Only when you were in the betting court. <laughs> uh, let a smile be your umbrella. See ya. Bye, guys. Bye.
Later that same week, we were lucky enough to pull a dear friend, Andrew, into the Red Room to look at some gear and chat, and we were later surprised by Uncle Ryan stopping by. Uh, we continued to chat about movies, and particularly the moments that made us cry. Join us now mid-fun, and don't forget to subscribe, comment, or follow. See you next time in the Red Room. I'm here with Andrew V, and uh, we're, we're just kind of taking a little uh, equipment um, gear break to check out some stuff. Hello. And we're, we're chatting now about Star Wars, but okay. we can do a real intro later, Man. add it in, but it's just for the fun of it. So what are you saying that I had a... Uh, okay, so... Uh, predilection for... For the Force. Okay. Uh, in, in the sense of why... I'm sorry. Left, righty, tidy, lefty, Lucy is what they always told me. Okay, it's working now. Um, in terms of who can and can't use the force, so you're. So what I, I what I heard, and you need to correct me because this isn't you know from the source of you um, that there needs to be like a you know like a lineage of force use in like your bloodline you can't just have like a random person be using it uh, well i i disagree with that okay uh, that so that's must be a miss here okay so uh, like so the end of um last jedi with the the kid and he just okay, like grabs yeah. the broom so okay. tell me well i just don't like that because i don't like the kid because I don't oh, because like, like everyone, I don't like children. I hate yeah. It's, it's like it's like <laughs> and I thought it was just a little bit too uh, too spoon fed. It was a little too Spielbergy of a moment. And I like Spielberg and a lot of things, but I and I think that the Force is available to anyone. <laughs> okay. Jedi is just a title, right? It has nothing to do with your ability to use the Force. No, it does not. Okay, then that does clarify. Yeah, no, I kind of agree. Like I didn't like that last bit. Did you really? I mean, like, what is going to happen with that kid? What is going to be? You know, is he going to be a part of the new story? And it's like, we only have one movie left, in theory, if you're going by, you know, sets of three. Yeah. Well, we had um, another guest here, uh, uh, Charles, Triple C, who who put forth the idea they should just split the last one into two movies, like Deathly Hollows. And I would have no problem with that. There's no law that says they have to be a trilogy. But you're right. There's not, there's too much story to tell. For them to finish this up in one movie. So, so this is what I think that kid was. That was just Ryan Johnson setting up his own trilogy. His own. He was just then saying he's, there's he going to be doing more. One, right? Yeah, and, but I mean, this isn't. It's this wasn't the place for that. That's right. all I'm saying. I, this okay. wasn't the place for that. I agree with that. I do. I do. Um, okay, so that does. Because someone was saying that like you thought that maybe, you know, like no one can like not everyone can just like grab the force and like do it but that is kind of when it when that when it was told to me i was like well that doesn't seem right because the voice the force is everything it's you know yeah. what is what is around us and it's just your perception of if you can you know feel it more than others and you know channel it in a way that you could use it yeah for good or for bad i i can't think of a real world analog right now to go along with that but oh you're not in tune with the force I'm not in tune with force. Are you in tune oh, with check force? This out. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, check this out. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew just pulled the the uh, Batgirl statue across the room. It was amazing. I wish yeah. you guys could have seen it. Yeah. It was. Uh, you know, it's only once a week though. It's pretty. Yeah. Oh, really yeah. so burned yeah. you out. <laughs> Your did. force points just yeah. dropped. Yeah. Like, My metachlorian <laughs> count is just way down right now. Uh, excuse me. There's the door. That's what we're recording in the middle of the day. <laughs>
I feel like it's like Blue's Clues. Oh, oh I thought what? Who's at the door? I like that laugh. <laughs> it sounds like there are some opinions. <laughs> of course. Of course there are opinions. The force, of course. The force, of course. And no one would talk to the force, of course. What? Hello. There we go. Well, we have... Look, Ryan, look who's at Andrew. the door. Ryan. Ryan, this is Andrew. Andrew, Ryan. Hello. I've known Ryan for a number of years. Just a few. Couple. Couple. <laughs> oh, which one are we on? There we go. You're free to talk, sir. We were just discussing uh, Ryan Johnson's end to Last Jedi and that little kid using the Force. Ah. And whether or not we thought that was... What if he actually didn't use the Force? He just, like, stepped on the edge of the broom to, like, catch it, you know? So like uh, T- T- Turbo did in uh, Breaking 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> wow! Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he was dancing when he was dancing with the broom. Were we saying that he was using the force? Of course he was. Yeah. Was he turbo or was he ozone? Which one was ozone? Oh god! Do you know, this is probably before your time. I'm like, I, I had to dig to had get to dig the first deep. reference, and so now I'm, I'm a little lost here. But you guys can. At the beginning of the movie, uh, he's dancing with a broom, like out on the street, and oh uh, yeah, you have, to, you have to check it out, cause, and you'll laugh like later. Put a little mental note. I will. You get home, check out the opening to Electric Boogaloo. Okay. <laughs> okay, I will. That was a Let's see that. I haven't seen that in ages. Yeah. So yeah. So what? What do you think? Um, the forces exclusive to Jedi or not, like Luke said. I mean, that's like, kind of basically what we were talking in a, about. In a bloodline standpoint, do yeah. you think, you know... No, I, I don't think it's, ex- like, just exclusive to... Well, I mean, I guess, to an extent, it could be exclusive to Jedi, correct? Because people use the Force, and people who are Force-sensitive become Jedi or Sith, right? so to speak. So it's not, I guess... It wouldn't necessarily be exclusive bloodline-wise because there were plenty of other Jedis before the Skywalkers and people who were Force-sensitive, so it could just be... Maybe through bloodline they're more sensitive, but... Well, yeah, okay, that's fine. If the midichlorians, which uh, dug-up interviews have proven that George Lucas always had midichlorians in the mix. Oh, okay. Like, that actually was a 1977 thing, hmm. which I was a little disappointed to hear, but whatever. <laughs> like, so bloodlines might be a little stronger. Yeah, that makes sure. sense, you know, yeah. like genetics and things, but it's not... Exclusive. I don't think so. You know? And yeah, I think I... that's that was showing the the balance or the the rebirth of it becoming bigger in the, the universe. Here's my problem with people who get all bent out of shape with the uh with those of us who are bent out of shape about it not being about the Skywalker clan. That's just storytelling one oh one. Like these these movies are about the Skywalkers and I get it Kylo is still of that bloodline technically. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't have any problem with more stories in the Star Wars universe. I love it. It's great. But if you tell me I'm um, we're finishing up a saga, that that means we're finishing up a saga. Don't don't be spinning off into some other storylines. Yeah. You know, that's another reason why I still believe Ray should have a closer tie to the original trilogies bloodlines and characters. That's all. There's still a chance. Yeah, there is. You know, it has so a So what are your theory? So what you're saying is there's so what you're still, saying, a chance. There's still a chance. <laughs> I mean, because it's never been openly discussed about any of her family. It's all just been speculation. True. So, even Kylo's little rant 
could just be a lie. Could I don't just remember. Be dark side. Or when he told her that you're nobody. Your parents were nobody. You're not. You're not oh, special. You're right. Yeah, yeah. You don't come from anything special. And I just disagree how, with that. How does he know? Because you know. he saw into her mind when they were touching fingers. Mm. <laughs> Et phone home. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I I can't. Yeah, like you said, I can't. Because maybe he saw something that scared him, and he just told her that. Yeah. You know, we we don't know his motivation for it. I think he was trying to separate her from her people, trying to yeah. separate her from the resistance, mm-hmm. trying to make her feel more alone so that that he could have strength to wield over her. Like, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I'm with you, girl. We're together. Yeah. We're not alone, you and me, in the universe. You've got good power. Like, let me try yeah. to use it. Yeah. And, you know, I don't use it in necessarily a way for good. But, you know, he his motivation certainly changed at the end of it. Yeah. With, you know, Snoke and all that stuff. So, I don't know. All right. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> What about you? No, I, I like. I think it's the same thing. I I think it was him seeing something, mm-hmm. and I mean, even you know when they they tell her to go down and look, and she's like, I saw nothing. I mean, that's the whole point, though, is like it's trying to get hmm. basically turn her over to the dark side. I mean, because they're gonna sh- that part of the force is going to try to convince you to come that that direction. So, I mean, if she's a Skywalker, Kylo's definitely going to be like, oh, hey, your dad's Luke, you know. <laughs> like, it's just going to cause all kinds of issues. Do you see maybe like a role reversal towards the end of it where Kylo's the one who ends up being for good and Rey I've heard those turns it over. They're, they're really you know? interesting. I don't think it's going to happen. But it sounds, there's not, again, you, you were just saying earlier, there's not enough time. There's not enough movie right. left. If you had a couple more movies, maybe, but not right. this time. If they do... Just one more. If they do one more, no. Yeah. Unless it's longer. Right. Because that's another thing, like, even with those movies are starting, like, movies generally are starting to get Yeah, well, like the Russos. And then, yeah, they even said that, like, the the, the time of the two-hour blockbuster is kind of done and over with. Yeah, it's like 2.30, 2.40 these days now. Yeah. Or back in the day, I remember it was an hour and a half. Yeah. I know. were becoming two hours, and you sat down for an hour and a half movie, and you're like, wait, what? And then... Well, even The Hobbit shows that you can have three-hour, three-hour-long-plus movies, mm-hmm. and as long as it's good and the audience wants to see it. Yeah. But you said The Hobbit, either. Well, sorry. You said good. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I apologize. Then speaking of it, yeah, actually. <laughs> sorry, the other trilogy. And actually, uh, there's only one trilogy. Yeah. The, and it's uh, only one return. It's only one true trilogy, yeah. <laughs> one trilogy to rule them all. Uh, I actually just watched all those extended cuts, and did you? They're awesome. They're fantastic, yeah. and it's just so funny back in the day because uh, you know two DVD set, you know, yeah, it, <laughs> it runs out, and so I remember I did uh, Return of the King extended cut. I started at like midnight, you know, because I was like, "Let's do this; it's gonna be great." <laughs> and I get to like insert disc two, and of course they cut it off like during Minas Tirith, and I'm just like, "Well, it's two forty, <laughs> can't stop now. We're doing it." And it was just, it was so funny, because by the end, you know, like, when they're at the top, Aragon's, like, the king and stuff, and, you know, they walk down to see all the celebration, and he sees the hobbits, and he's like, you bow to no one. Oh, man. Like, the combination of that just being such a, like, a pure, like, scene, and then just, like, it was 4.30 in the morning, it was, like, raining hard in my apartment. It was just like, ah, ugly cry, you know, and it was just, ah, those, those are so well done. And yes. some of the best documentaries, too, that I've ever seen. Oh, they're, they're great. Yeah. So... Content rich, mm-hmm. so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. movies that make you cry. Justin and I were just talking about that the other day. Like, which movies 
still get you every time. That <sighs> one, though, that scene when he's like, you bow to no one. Like, even now I'm getting choked. Oh, man, it's like, so But that one every so single good. time. Yeah. What else? Um, seven Pounds. Oh, Will Smith. Holy shit, man! Oh, but it makes me cry. It is. It right now. I was not expecting any of it because I was just, it was like in college. And I was like, oh, I heard this was a good movie. And I hit play. And it was just. So I was just crying the whole goddamn time. And I was, I didn't know, and I I don't even know, like, it's basically, to sum it up, it's just Will Smith uh, coping with loss. That's, yeah. like, the best way to put it. And, oh, my God. And it, it has the best message at the end of a movie, because, like, you weren't quite expecting it to be what it was. And I won't spoil really? it, because, okay, yeah, cool. you, you know, you should watch it. But you're like, oh, yeah, like, I know that people, you know, they're like, you know, uh, they're like you know, public, you know, advertising saying like don't do this certain thing, but like the movie of Seven Pounds ended up just kind of full circling back to like one of those messages, and you're like holy shit. But right. that was one that specifically I just remember like not really knowing anything about it and just bawling my eyes out because it was huh. like yeah it's pretty raw. The uh, whole time you were talking about that, just now I was picturing the wrong movie. Which one? You think like I Am Legend or something? No, well, that well, he was coping with which lost, I cried because it was awful. <laughs> lost that dog. That was rough. Dog? Yeah, uh, yeah, cool. yeah. I did cry in that movie because it was awful. Um, I would choke out a zombie dog. Absolutely, that's true. Yeah. But just like you can't call it I Am Legend without, and you lose the reason why the book was called I Am Legend. Mm-hmm. Have you have you seen it, read it, or anything I've like that? I've seen that, and I've seen Omega Man, but I have not read the original. So the whole reason behind it was. Towards the end of it, I mean, Will Smith was one of the only humans left, and it's mm-hmm. he's in a world of vampires, and he is he is legend because, you know, the society of vampires like he is the myth of like the guy who like hunts the vampires us. are to us now. like a blade kind of thing, right? Yeah. And so that was the he whole is, reason why it was called I Am Legend, and then in the movie it had nothing to do with any of that. It was like we're gonna find a cure, we got it, hooray! And it's just <laughs> I don't know, it kind of turned me off about the whole better. thing. But that wasn't what I was thinking. I was thinking of Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. Never saw that one, but I heard it's also, yeah, yeah. So now I'm going to have to go, is what, who's, who's he co-starring Seven Pounds? Is it? It's honestly, I think it's just him. Really? A lot of it's just him. Hmm, Okay. Yeah. Checking it out. Yeah. It's, it's rough. It's good. From from what I remember, (laughs) which was honestly like 12 years ago, so. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, what makes you cry? Uh, The movie that made me ugly cry? Was, no, not ugly. Cry. Was, was Bridge to Terabithia okay. the end of it? Oh, Ooh. yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Thought, saw it. Cried at the end. Was okay. Started talking about the movie, and then got towards the end and started crying. <laughs> you just gotta. <laughs> yeah. Like if you put yeah. that on today, would it make you cry? Oh god, yes. Really? Okay. Yeah. And yeah. probably even before the end. Now, because yeah, because I about it. Because yeah, you know, yeah. About yeah. It. yeah. Oh yeah, that one. That one hit hard. Real hard. Um... Rocky always makes me cry. Like, all of them. Yeah. Except five. Five doesn't make me cry. With, uh... Tommy Gunn. Tommy Gunn. I don't cry, though. I cry for a different reason. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) same. But the other ones, there's always at least a moment where I get a little Mm teary-eyed. Think about Rock. I don't know if there's any... In the theater. I don't think there's been any, like, super recent ones. Oh, you know what? Um, uh, A Star is Born was... The Gaga one that just came out? Yeah. Ooh, I wanted to see that. So, you know that it's not, like, the first time A Star is... It's, it's just a I've story yeah. of A Star is Born, and it's been mm-hmm. done, I think, two or three times before this one. Yeah. But um, Bradley Cooper's take is pretty dark towards the end, because there's always a reason why the story goes as it goes. And so his twist was pretty dark. So, 
that was, I wouldn't say like, you know, like just ugly crying and just like, Ugh, you know, but like it was definitely like one of those like, holy shit, like I'm kind of welling up right now because that's, that's pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'd, I'd recommend it. I mean, you should go see it just to, you know, see what all the, the hype's all about, like the Oscar mm-hmm. kind of stuff, which I always try to do around this time, you know, yeah. catch those ones that have the buzz. So speaking of Oscar buzz, Aquaman this week. <laughs> I heard it got snubbed. I heard no nods at all. Ah, son of a bitch. <laughs> um, but I, the stuff's starting to trickle in. It sounds good. Yeah, and I think they're smart releasing. I think DC is smart releasing films overseas before coming to this market. So that way there's a little bit more positive mm-hmm. buzz and hype for things versus allowing our jaded, whoa, it's this or, you know... Mm. That bugs me now. It really bugs me now that like trailers are being like certified fresh Rotten Tomatoes because like I used to go there to you know like look at critics' response to it because like certain Mm -hmm. critics on Rotten Tomatoes like I enjoy their viewpoint of it. Yeah, but I don't like you can't like week one be like oh it's ninety eight percent fresh. Well, in three weeks, what's going to be after that? Mm -hmm. So that kind of bugs me that they started doing that. I'm not a fan of the tomatoes. At all, the tomato meter. Period. Oh, I don't like, like tomatoes like, at all. With, like Metacritic, it's the same way. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. right now, films, as odd as it is, I think are are kind of like that with games. Like there's so much put into that aggregate score yeah. versus people paying attention, going, "Hey, that looks like a movie I would really like." Oh well, it has a a forty tomato score, so I'm not going to go. Well, because people cares? don't take, yeah. no one's willing to put in the time into their own interests or hobbies. And I say no one, that's obviously a generalization, but like I, when I used to follow gaming a little bit more closely, um, like when Play Magazine or Gamer, like I had favorite reviewers because yeah. I, too. Cause I, yeah. I went along with them. Yeah. Like similar things. And like, I, I, that's kind of how I still am. Like, I guess that's like an old school approach is like, you yeah. just, you find critics that you, you know, you side with their viewpoints, but mm-hmm. I don't think anyone should ever, you know, take it for you know, no, the sure, golden rule, which kind of is what's happening with, you know, the scores that are coming mm-hmm. out. So, yeah. like, uh, Speed Racer has like a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And I love that movie. <laughs> that movie is I don't care what anyone says, it's fantastic. Yeah. Did I go with you this year? Who made me go? It wasn't you? I wish I had made you go <laughs> see Speed Racer. I didn't at, even know it played again. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, you know who it was? It was Guillermo. I oh, went and really? saw it at, uh, at the loft. They were playing at the loft? I, I had never, it was the first time I'd ever seen it. Really? It is a visual treat. And it's, I don't oh, like yeah. the Wachowskis, but, and I'd, I'd never wanted to go see it, but I, I agree with you. It's great. It's you know? really good. It's got like the silly chintzy things for <laughs> kids, and yeah. you know that that's there, but like the VFX and like the whole Carfu stuff that they yeah. were doing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, there's some like really I could honestly there. just like give me like you know the the Topher Grace cut of um, you know Star Wars essentially like give me just all the good races and stuff <laughs> yeah. and skip out like the kid parts and it's it's a masterpiece yeah. it's it's fantastic yeah, it and everyone really just good. shits on it yeah. so yeah. no there were some really incredible shots some great frames like this just is a great looking film. And, yeah, I had a great time. It had you pumped up for yeah. Speed Racer. You were like, I want him to win this. And I'm like, he's in there, like, his, all the way. his car's all down. He's like, get this fucking thing to start, you know? And you're like, come on, you can do it. And he does, and he just, like, drops into gear and, like, spins it out. You're like, fuck, yeah! Like, that was so much fun. Yeah, I love that, that movie. Yeah, yeah. That was a great That was a good call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of just shitty ones like that. Well, shitty movies, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah that would get a bad score. Mm-hmm. Uh, except that people, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Yep. What are you going to do? Yeah. But I also feel that this is the, kind of the reverse is true. 
that films that are, and I think Ryan's heard me uh, uh, evangelize this before. If something's super widely praised, I don't believe it's really that good. That's kind of why I think you should go see Like A Star Is Born because, you know, it's kind of getting that, like, across praise. And, you know, it, it's it's nothing it's, it's nothing original. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that kind of bugs me. Mm-hmm. That's why it's like, oh, it's the greatest thing ever. And was it really? I mean, all he did was kind of rewrite a script that was already yeah. in the works. So Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, but that's also Hollywood. And they love it is about, they love, they love doing about that. themselves. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's true. true. That is oh true. Oh, my God, it's us. Look, it's my story. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can relate. Yeah. Bitter, bitter. Get out of the bitter barn and play in the hay. Come on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> No, I wanted to see the movie, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see uh, Bohemian Rhapsody? Not yet. I haven't seen that. I want to. I might to try to do it tonight. We'll I see. That is um, fantastic. Mm-hmm. I want to see The Grinch. Yes. Kind of yeah. do too, yeah. I, I heard that's good. Um, on, the, on my flight to and from, uh, the two movies that I watched that I hadn't seen before, uh, Incredibles 2, um, fun, lighthearted, thank you Pixar for not making me cry for once <laughs> during a movie. You know, like it was actually just like yeah. wholesome fun. And then I actually watched The Meg as well. Ooh, oh, I nice. wanted to read that. You know, I think I'll read that. Well, well, well I'll, I'll wait to hear what you have to say about it. Well, what's, what's your take on The Meg? You know, <laughs> it's just, it's kind of one of those, like, um, you know, like Armageddon. Uh, no, so what was the other one? Um, the Impact. other Armageddon. Deep Impact. Yeah. Right. So, like, you know, like, they made those, like, series of movies. It's like, disaster happens. Like, <laughs> let's kind of have fun with it. And that's what The Meg was. Like, yeah. None of it really makes any sense at all, you know. And like Jason Statham is, of course, like Jason Statham, like he survived so many different things that he would never do. But you know what? It was still, it was fun. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was great. The only question is, does he actually punch the shark at one point in time? Because if not, then that's a complete disappointment. (sighs) Punch the Meg on the nose and have it swim away. He doesn't exactly. (laughs) Doesn't exactly punch it. But there is a part at the end, and you're like. What the fuck? Like, how, like, it's just the crazy situation. It's like the killing blow that he does on it, and it was just like, okay. And we killing just, blow? Spoilers. You can't imagine that the Megalodon <laughs> is going to survive the whole thing. I thought they were going to put it in SeaWorld or something, you know? But if they don't blow it up, then that's a change for monster movies. The Meg 2, probably. Meg 2. Meg 2, Ultra Bugaloo. Yeah. <laughs> put them in SeaWorld. Like another movie I'd heard before, yeah. Meg to see World Gone Mad. Oh. Well, it's it's interesting how the concept. So, did you know that that was actually a book, mm-hmm. The Meg, written by the same guy that did Jaws? It was, yeah. Recently watched Christopher Robin. Ooh. Oh, how was that? Really good Winnie the Pooh movie. Yeah, fantastic. Why? Um, is it is it not just Hook? No, it's not. Okay. No, it's uh, it's actually kind of sad too. Like welled up a couple times, especially towards towards the end. Really heartfelt, good message. Hmm. Um, more, I guess, I could see men getting a little bit more teary-eyed with it than than I guess women to an extent. It's mm. it's a little bit. That's more, pretty sexist. Uh, yeah, well, that's me. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> besides that, men don't, um, men don't cry. like it's it's one of those. I don't know. It's just one of those things because, and, and it's probably because it's Christopher Robin. Yeah, you know, and actually is him mm. and, and the Hundred Acre Wood and stuff. But all the characters are. Are on point, even the the more realistic CG. Whereas I thought it might bother me, didn't. Um, and I think it's because the characters and all the voices and stuff are are there. Yeah. So is the synopsis of that is that's just um, Ian McGregor like learning like creating Winnie the Pooh, right? Or no, is it, oh. it's him kind of grown up. 
That's what yeah. I said, like hook. No. So, well, to, well, I guess to an extent. Because I was like, like what, what was the hook thing? Okay, well, so that I makes mean, sense, yeah. Y- <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's. Like it's, Peter Pan grows up, and then it's like, oh, it's, it's all made up. It's, oh, but no, it's real. Oh, And so no, he grows no, up. Like, I didn't know it's, Like, oh, crap, those are real Boo Bear. No, I don't. N- no, it's not. It's similar. Okay. But, like, it's, yeah. It's one of those things, it's more he kind of grows up and forgets deals with his emotional baggage no just kind of forgets about them gets caught up in the the hustle and bustle of being a grown up being a grown up in life and Mm. you know it's kind of him kind of finding so what's the message to this generation that that we're a part of and generations younger than us that don't let go of things of our childhood so say at Bill Maher I think the message would be stop playing Fortnite stop playing (laughs) Fortnite yeah (laughs) go the fuck outside (laughs) (laughs) Stop wasting your parents' Did money. Did you play outside? Yeah. Did you? Hell yeah. No, because there was... Um, so I grew up in, like, literal suburbia. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was essentially... I mean, you've got probably four square miles of just subdivisions. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, then there'd be a That's strip suburbia. mall. Yeah. And then there'd be more subdivisions. I mean, like, that was what it was. And so there were... Um, growing up, there was just my subdivision, and then uh, it was blocked off on certain parts of, like, essentially the square mile. But as I was growing up, just new development, new subdivision all throughout the square mile. And so we would just go to all, like, the, you know, houses under construction and, like, you know, like, play around in that. Yeah, I remember that, riding the bike, jumping off the... Oh, my... And there was so much dirt that we would, like, get (laughs) shovels, make our own ramps and stuff, you know? And, like, like younger than that, um, you know, we would just, like... Like, essentially, there would be, like, a giant fucking pile of dirt, and there would be, like, a whole stack of lumber, and we'd just be, like, a diving board in the dirt. Like, that's what we did, you know? It was really fun. So, a lot of that, yeah, a lot of riding bikes, you know, making shitty ramps. Uh, I've knocked myself out. One of the two times I knocked myself out was (laughs) jumping uh, my bike, yeah. As I was getting ready to pull up, the pedal just snapped off. So I was like this, and then I hit the ramp, and I just flew over. <laughs> and then, like, no one was home, of course. Like, no one was there. I just remember, like, coming to and being like, what the hell just happened? Like, my chin really hurts. And I was like, where's my bike? And I was like, I should go inside right now. And I just, like, kind of, like, like, head down, like, kind of walked back in, and, you know, that was it. But yeah, a, lot of, a lot of outside stuff, yeah. What was number two, then? What, like, two going outside? Knocking yourself out, t- part two. Uh, one of two oh, shit. No, the other one wasn't a knockout. It was a pass out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Were you just holding your breath for a long no. Okay, you don't have yeah. to tell that story. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was just lack of water. I did that this summer earlier. Yeah, lack of water. And it was one of those things, too, where you, you, like, you know that it happened, and you come to me, you're like, oh, fuck, I just, I just passed out. Yeah. Like, no, we got to go. We got to go. Let's go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. All right. But, yeah, no, I, I was one of the outdoor, you know, kids. Because we still, you know, I had, my cousins had Nintendo, and then I had Super Nintendo, but you know, it wasn't, like, the reason like i'd get friends together and we'd play but then that'd be like part of it because we yeah that was like the cusp of like what is add and so we're like let's go ride bikes and so we go ride bikes you know and so that was kind of you know how we are or how i grew up and and now it's just kids screen time the whole time well i think that's that's a cultural change so too because nobody lets their kids outside because they're they don't because they're afraid of everything yeah totally totally i was just thinking like it's amazing you didn't get like 
busted or someone throwing a fit like they were gonna sue you can't you can't ride your bikes down here that's the big thing too like back in our, like we didn't there wasn't like I'm gonna sue you cause you did this you know like or didn't do this there's, right there's there's no warning that says my kid might hurt himself if he falls off the monkey bar so, so you're in trouble so yeah, so right, yeah. yeah like I mean you I don't even love, remember love. god back then it was on hard grass and concrete and mm-hmm. then, then, then it was wood chips, mm-hmm. and then it was whatever that other stuff is, and then it was foam, and now I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Like, Do you allow playgrounds anymore? I don't know. Probably not. I mean, like, in elementary school, we had the big metal slide, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the big metal slide. And then, like, I think when I came back, like, a couple years when I was in, like, high school, like, they turned into, like, this big plastic thing, you know? Yeah. And I was like, this isn't as fun. Like, I can't jump off it. We had one that was all rollers. He's never seen oh, oh yeah, the pin, oh yes. the pinch yes. factor on that <laughs> yeah. was immense. High pinch factor. Yes. You got going though. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah, speed <laughs> a plenty. That one was always about like, can you run up it? Mm-hmm. And oh, a lot of chin, like a lot of chin plants on that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was always the thing. It's like here's a slide. Let's go up it. Swing, yeah. yep. swing mm-hmm. sets. Swing well, sets. Jump. See how high you go and yeah. how high you could. The highest point at which you could. Release yourself. Yep. Until the chain starts to go slack. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. Height and then distance because yep. different well, how launch points. How far can you jump? How high yep. can you jump up? And then if you miss it, I remember just freaking face oh, just knocking the wind out of yourself. Yeah. And thinking you're going to die. They always... You're <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there like, I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> remember my dad death. gave this me... Death. We were playing basketball. I was playing basketball with my dad and he just like chest passed me. And you know, I was a kid. You know how like kids like when a ball's coming in and you go like this, you know? Like you clap your hands and yeah. then five seconds later the ball comes and he gets got me right in the chest. I, that was the first time I got the wind knocked out of me. I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> and my dad's just like, breathe. And I'm like, I don't understand how to do that. <laughs> you know, it's just like, totally how to so bad. Yeah. Oh, did you have anything that you played? You're talking about like riding around the neighborhood with your friends and stuff. Like we played ninjas, and we played uh, Freddy Krueger. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, in like uh, construction sites, and my dad was also a contractor, so we had we were always on like, construction sites, and we played Freddy. Cause we were kind of. I don't know scary. if we did that. There was like the, like the TV tag or whatever that was mm-hmm. back in the day, where like if you like, you got frozen, but then you could like um, name off a TV show or something, what? and then like you unfroze. Yeah. It was something like that. I, I, I have to look it up. TV tag. Yeah, it's like TV tag. But you didn't like pretend anything. You... Excuse me. Um, that's just, that's just <laughs> pardon me. Oh. That's just bad manners <laughs> right there. Hello. Um, I'm gonna take care of that. Uh, oh, it's it's late already. How would it get so late? Holy moly! It's three o'clock. Yeah. Twelve. Oh well. Um, no, I don't think we ever did that. Well, because it. I think we were just like the. Just the imagination of like running around in these just like wood structure houses was yeah. kind of enough. And then later on, uh, teenage years getting into like airsoft and stuff, then we would do kind of like scenarios and things like that. We had one where, so two of us had these like crazy electric like AK 47s, you know, like didn't have to like pull back every time. Yeah. And so we'd do a scenario where it was called Rambo. And one of our guys had both of them. And it was just <laughs> him. Yeah, it was just him, like, Versus walking through the woods, and everyone else would just have the single cock, like, pistols. Yeah. So that was one of the ones we did, like, a Counter-Strike, like, bomb defuse situation. And the bomb that we used was Boggle. <laughs> you guys know that one? You know, you push it down, you put all the pieces yes. in there. So it'd have, like, a 10-minute oh. timer, and you'd have to get to it. Like, your friends protect you while you're 
defusing the bomb. That's pretty clever. It was fun. Well yeah, super fun. Yeah. Some of my friends, you know, a little bit north of where I lived had like, you know, giant woods. And so that's just what we did. We didn't have airsoft. We just had sand clods. Sand clods. Yeah. Clods of sand. Oh, <laughs> yes. Dirt clods. Yes. Dirt dirt, clods. Like, yeah, like a little dirt clod and throwing those. And I remember the biggest fight my friend and I ever got in was we were having, you know, throwing the clods at each other, running around the place. And we had my stereo out, and we, we had music playing. And he threw one, and it went right in my stereo. <gasps> I'm like, and that, like, oh, man, that brought the fun to an end. Party foul yeah. when you're, like, 13. And that's, like, like, throwing a dirt clod and in 13, <laughs> and, like, younger than that, too. Like, that's just, like, unfiltered emotion, <laughs> you know? Like, no, like, you know, cloud of being an adult to, no. like, change how you feel about things. That was just rage. <laughs> like It was pure yeah, rage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we man. got over it eventually, but that was rough. That was a rough time. Did you ever fix it? Uh, was you it know, food bart after that? No, I just had sand in the furnace, so it always sounded distorted. Sound a little gritty? Yeah, yeah. A little gritty. <laughs> it sounded a little gritty. It gave it a little bit of you know, some, some age. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, thank you for sitting down and chatting, and thanks for coming. Of course. I'd be, oh. I'm honored. It's an honor and a privilege to be here back in the bedroom. I don't think we've had enough time to, to, to chill. Um, well, the last time that I was here was with Drunkle Kenny, so... I, I really want to get drunk okay. I think the biggest mistake of the Red Room's career was having that chaos night because <sighs> because of the chaos night, which I still want you to hear some of it. Some of it is hilarious. I do want to hear so some of it, funny, yeah. yeah. But it's so impossible to edit for like four or five hours of drunkenness and too many people in one room. Yeah. But I would really like Drunkle Kenny back. I almost got him yeah. today, but, you know, he has yeah. children yeah. and things, so he had to pick him up from school and yeah. all that, so... And, mid, and you know he he may be a little bit you know that'd be asking a lot to get him. It's for not midday drinking. It's not. Oh, it's not. Oh yeah, no, it's that, not. This is giving him an excuse oh, to do okay. it. So yeah. <laughs> but we should try and get another one in. We will. So that we can actually have some conversation with a few beverages. We will. But yeah. I think you need to lure him in. Be like, oh, Kenny, yeah, you can just smoke cigarettes in the red room. It's fine. I heard and you guys like talking s- shit over there in the corner yesterday. Put a big sign that just says <laughs> no, smoking. no smoking. Yeah, like oh no, Kenny, ch- rules changed yesterday, man. I just I had to clean it out. We can't do it anymore. Yeah, no, that was because I, I just I remembered because like every time there would be a break in the conversation, he'd be like, "All right, so I'm gonna have a cigarette right now." And we're like, Kenny, you can't do that, you can't man. Smoke like, in here. Yeah, and he's like, that's fine. Just don't worry about it. Yeah. So yeah, we'll get. We'll he'll come back. I can yeah. assure you that. We'll get them back, and it, we won't have nine people in there. But you know, the thing about the the red room in this location now is it's a little closer for him to duck out and have a cigarette. That's true. Really, just a Do few. You, more I mean, few. honestly, how? What's the longest corded microphone you got? Oh my god! You know, just <laughs> I'll we set up some like, wireless headphones. And he just goes and walks out, out and then just you know. No, he we could it. absolutely send him right out there. <laughs> yeah. That kind of yeah, or we could you know except it's gonna be too cold. Be in the middle of winter, it's still kind of cold out. Because if we did a remote outside, that'd be fun. Yeah, I mean, or we're, you can't smoke indoors in any place nowadays. Nope. Yeah. The shelter has it has that smoke little room. smoking room, yeah, which is unheard of these days. You know, really, it wouldn't be too hard, and they may even let us. We could even say, "Hey, we're going to give you guys some airtime too. Let us set up in here. We just want to do a little remote podcast from the shelter." You call it "Give Me Shelter." Gimme Shelter. From yeah. the Red Room, the Gimme Shelter edition. Yeah. We could set up in that little smoke room. I think the guy there would be cool with it. I think it'd be fun. And if you let him know ahead of time, we wouldn't go on like a busy, busy, crazy weekend night or something. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yesterday I went and it was one other person in the room, yeah. so. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. 
pass that by Drunkle Kenny and see what he thinks about that, too. I will, yeah. All right. We'll be in touch. Well, thanks for the surprise visit to the Red Room, Ryan. Oh, and yeah. weighing in. Yeah, it was good meeting you. Not a whole lot. I didn't say a whole lot, but yeah, no, no problem. Just enough. <laughs> Just enough. Yeah. And as I have been since uh, the day I was born, and as I am today, and may, uh, may not be tomorrow, but uh, I've been your host, Mitch Proctor. This is... Uh, this is Andrew. And Ryan. <laughs> Thank you very much. Let a smile be your umbrella. 